everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. Less than five hours away from Game 4 of the NBA Finals from Golden State. Warriors guard Clay Thompson listed as probable. He's probably going to play in this one after missing Game 3 with that hammy injury. Kevin Durant, we know this. He's still out, though Coach Steve Kerr says he might play in Game 5 or 6, but uh, we might doubt that despite not even practicing since Game 5 of the Western Conference semifinals. So Kevin Durant there, they think 5 or 6, but I'm thinking maybe the whole series. Kevin Looney out. Kerr says he could... Re- ...in this game, uh, total 215. Golden State money line, minus 185. Raptors money line, plus 165. First quarter line, Golden State minus one and a half point favorites, minus 145 on the money line, wraps plus 125. Total first quarter, 53. First half line, Golden State minus two and a half money line, minus 170. Raptors plus 150. Series price, Golden State, this was a pick em. Now they're up to plus, uh, sorry, minus 25 cents. Toronto plus 115. St. Louis and Chicago officially play a two-game series at London Stadium in baseball June 13th and 14th, 2020, the MLB announcing today. The Yankees and Boston Red Sox have a series in London slated for June 29th and 30th, becoming the first teams in the league history to play in Europe. One game on the go this afternoon. It is those teams we talked about, Cubs and Cards. And right now the Cubbies lead 3 to nothing in the top of six. In the NFL breaking news, Kansas City Chiefs receiver Tyreek Hill is not the subject of an active criminal investigation for child abuse. While there's no active criminal probe, Hill and his girlfriend, Cristobal Espinal, still, still remain the subject of an ongoing case with the Kansas City Department of Children and Families. Hill's son reportedly suffered a broken arm and was removed from custody of his parents back in April. Hill has denied he was involved in any abuse of his son. In the NFL uh, gets its way, the collective bargaining agreement could be in place before this upcoming season. The league wants a new agreement by September 1st. The current CBA is set to expire following the 2020 campaign. The NFL satellite and streaming deals will expire after 2019, and its agreement with Monday Night Football, it runs through 2021. St. Louis Blues forward Ivan Barbashev will have a hearing today for a head hit to Boston winger Marcus Johansson during Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final, the Department of Safety announcing today. If Barbashev gets suspended, it'll be the second ban on a Blues player in the final, as Osser Sundquist was handed a one-game suspension for a hit on Matt Grizzlick in Game 2. Hey, the Blues, a little bit lucky in this one, but they got it done. They have a chance to hoist the Stanley Cup Sunday night at 8 o'clock Eastern. They hold a 3-2 series lead on Boston. Game 6 betting line, Blues minus 125. Over-under is 5 flat. Updated series price, Blues minus 300 now. Boston plus 240. Tough conditions for the semis of the French Open. Wind and rain wreaking havoc. Uh, Rafa Nadal, he got his match in. He stayed true to form in his 39th meeting with Roger Federer, besting the Swiss icon in straight sets. 6-3, 6-4, 6-2 the final. With the win, Nadal, the king of clay, advanced to his 12th career French Open final. Gus reached up to 40 miles per hour rain and nasty conditions. And the Dominic team, Novak Djokovic, semi delayed and now has been suspended until Saturday morning. Right now, team currently leading 6-2, 3-6, and 3-1 in the third set. This winner faces Nadal on Sunday morning. Women's side, Ash Barty came back from a set and a breakdown to beat 17-year-old Amanda Anisimova. 6-7, 6-3, 6-3. That win earns her a trip to the first Grand Slam final. Barty will play Marquetta Vondrasova, who beat Joanna Conta of Britain. 7-5, 7-6. She was on the ropes, but came back to get it done. Very impressive win. Vondrasova still hasn't dropped a single set in the tourney. She become the first team to win the French Open since Iva Maoli did it way back in 1997. Barty in the final, minus 160 favorite. Vondrasova, plus 140. PGA Tour. 
Round two of the Canadian Open from Hamilton Golf and Country Club and crazy stuff going on today. Brent Snedeker, what a day. He shot a 29 on the front nine, 10 under, a 60 total. He almost jarred it from the fairway for a 59. He is the leader at 11 under, but a lot of guys going low right now. Shane Lowry on the course. He is one shot back at minus 10. Rory McIlroy making a charge. He's minus seven, still on the course. Dustin Johnson on the course at minus three. Brooks Kepka in the clubhouse at minus four. 24 teams, 52 games, one's goal. The FIFA Women's World Cup gets going in France today. It is underway right now, and the host nation of France pounding Korea right now, three to nothing at the half. Uh, World Baseball College, World Baseball Series here. We got uh, earlier games. Louisville smoking the East Carolina Pirates, 14 to one the final. We got a huge day in Major League Baseball. Gabe and I will break it all down at six o'clock with the MLB betting and DFS hour. More games on the dock. It's going to be a great day. Crazy sports, too. The Belmont. We got everything today. Stay tuned. Gabe Morenci, host Red Heat and Rage Radio. We got a jam-packed Friday show, as I mentioned. Steve Merrill, Babano, Joey Odessa, and horseman Randy Moss from NBC Sports. So stick around, everybody. It's a great Friday, sunny and fun. Gabe Morenci, host Red Heat and Rage Radio. Hour one, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions ready to break. Oh, it's down. I am uh, sun is the fun on this uh, on this uh, Friday. That should be the new name of the show. I don't know why it's Red Heat Rage or Game Time Decisions. Actually, the official name of the show, but uh, Cam just promised the sun and sun and fun. Sun and sun fun. And fun. <laughs> so uh, what, what's up, fun? Uh, it's uh, pretty, pretty hot here, Marenzi. Don't want to don't want to turn on that AC, but old miser Stewart, he's getting close. It's getting hot in here. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. The Blues caught a break last night. I'm happy about that. What can you say? Now they got a break. Hey, remember San Jose, the hand pass? Boston, we all get screwed eventually. That's the and the Raptors tonight, Gabe. Hopefully a great Friday night. The Belmonts this weekend. What can you say, buddy? It's uh, a lot of things are going on right now. Why did the uh, did the Boston Bruins get screwed last night? Did <laughs> I, I miss something? Thought it was an excellently officiated game last night. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was good. It was. They good. knew just they they, they they let them play. Let them hey, play. Players always say that, right? Let them play, yeah. let them play. And then when they yeah. let them play, people freak out. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. What happened? <laughs> no, listen. Boston, whatever, dude. It's clearly his slew foot slash trip <laughs> all in one. Good old uh, Bozak. Love Bozak. Bozak comes through with the biggest the <laughs> biggest play guy. of Bozak's career. He was my favorite Leaf. I love I love he Tyler Bozak. He He's great. <laughs> What's the guy's name? R.C. Eddie takes the guy out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously it should have been a penalty, but but I find it to be pretty rich that this Bruce Cassidy guy's crying. I know. I do. It's like, God, oh, it's too bad the officials are having had an impact on the game. Yeah, like they had an impact on the game when they called the Blues for four penalties the other night, too. Right? And yeah. you went four for four on the power play. I mean, come on. Um, you know, the, the Bruins have gotten away with stuff. He should know better. It sucks. I understand their frustration, but... You know, when you're the coach of the Boston Bruins, dude, you need to live with it. You like, do. you know, you have Brad Marchand on your team getting away with stuff all the time. And, it, you know, jo- Joey Odessa is going to join us later on the show. And Joey's not a hockey guy, but 
he always talks about it with the bad beats in in uh, in the UFC, in which they even out. You get pissed off about yeah, a, uh, a bad judge's decision, but it sort of evens out. And in sports, it kind of does. Uh, but hey, it is what it is. I'm not crying for the Boston Bruins because of that call. They were losing the game at the time, anyways. It's not like they. I get it. Yep. It's not like yep. the game was tied, and they got a goal disallowed, or there was a bad goal allowed. Whatever. It was one check. It was one play. You know, they got away with a hit. What do you want? They sure did. Watching the Canadian Open for two, Gabe, uh, Brent Snedeker shot a 60 today. Unreal. Almost a 59. 29 on the front nine. Guys on fuego. But this place is supposed to be harder than, uh, than uh, Glen Abbey. You hit your fairways. Guys are going low. All right, let's roll. Game type decision. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, game time decisions continues. Ready, Rachel Radio. That is extreme. Radio, I am Red Sea. We're throwing it down to Raging Redhead Cam. Stuart, we've got a busy show uh, today. Steve Merrill uh, steps up and in. Uh, we've got uh, Randy Moss. Not the football player, uh, but the uh, the white bald uh, Randy Moss. Yeah, horse Randy guy. Randy Moss, TE, the horse guy. And NFL Network, uh, too. True. Uh, he does NFL, NFL Network, and uh, NBC Sports. That's uh, the Belmont, Belmont Stakes uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll break that down with Randy Moss. Who else uh, do we have on the show today? Joey Odessa. Uh, we'll talk uh, UFC. UFC's in Chicago. It's actually a pretty good card. I'd like to see that. Uh, um, I'm interested in the um, Tony Ferguson, Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, fight, but let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill right now. ProSportsInfo.com, one of the covers experts. What's going on, Steve? Hey guys, how you doing? Doing all right, uh, Steve. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are up two games to one uh, right now, so I feel pretty good about that. Uh, but this series can um, tonight. It's like uh, Yogi Berra once uh, stated: when you get to the fork in the road, take it. Um, and that's where the uh, that's where the Raptors are right now, Steve. They're at the fork of the road. The NBA Finals, this series, could really, really play out in different scenarios. Raptors up 2-1 right now. They win this basketball game tonight. They have an opportunity to win up 3-1 on Monday night on their home court. Yet, Golden State wins. We're tied at two, and this thing suddenly becomes the best of two or three for the NBA championship. Right, and it also guarantees that it goes back to Golden State for a game six. Um, and as Yogi Berra also said, it ain't over till it's over. I would say that definitely applies to this series. Uh, key tonight's going to be the health of Clay Thompson. He's active. He's expected to play. The line is indicating that at four and a half. That's where this number was two nights ago. And then right before tip-off, it plummeted down to three when it was known he was out. So right now, the injury report and the betting odds are all saying that he is in the lineup. I think the big question that's the uncertainty for all of us is how effective will he be? 
I definitely feel he'll be better tonight than had he played in game three. So I think they had to kind of suck it up and take the loss in game three uh, for the overall health of this team going forward. Um, if you're looking at a good bounce back spot, you would have to think this is it. Uh, the most dominant team in the NBA over the past four or five years coming off a bad loss. Um, that's the situation you look for. Problem though, is that Toronto has been the better team in this series. Not only are they two and one in this series, but they're also two and zero in the regular seasons. They're now four and one straight up against Golden State this season. And even the one game they lost, game two, they won three of the four quarters, outscored the Warriors. So I think Toronto's the better team getting points, but I think Golden State's in a much better situation than that, especially if Thompson is healthy. And uh, now the fact is the Raptors, out of the 12 quarters in the three games, they've actually won 10 of the 12 quarters, Steve, uh, in this series. It's, they pretty much dominated with the exception of, of about a six-minute run the cost of the basketball game in game two. If not, potentially, they could be up 3 nothing right now. But I don't like being the hypotheticals. You can't go back in time, and who knows? Um, you know, you can't. It's like playing Star Trek. You can't change the continuum of the past. It is, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> continuum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what we are now. Star Trek references. Wow. Mock, yeah. mock former NC. It's strong. Yeah. Strong. Um, so, yeah, Yogi, Yogi Berra pretty much is known um, for having the best uh, quotes that don't make sense, but they really yeah. do. And, of course, you know, the most famous one is, it ain't over till it's over. Uh, one of my favorite ones was always, uh, when you come to the fork uh, in the road, take it. Um, I'm just looking and I'm wondering if Yogi Berra has any quotes about uh, the NBA screwing teams over so they can get more revenue, as Steve just mentioned. Uh, listen, man, the NBA wants to get this into next Thursday at least. That's another week as opposed to this series coming to an end. Mike Callahan is the referee tonight. Uh, Mike Callahan has the highest home win record percentage in the NBA out of any referee. 46 and 25. I'm going by the spread. 46 and 25 home teams against the spread with Mike Callahan as the referee. We've got we got Callahan Cam uh, against uh, against Milwaukee yeah, and against him. Philadelphia. Gotten him a few times. I, I don't think he personally screwed us over. I think he's just sort of bad. Like, overall, it is what it is. We got to deal with it. But, man, these referees in the NBA, um, it's, you know, they, you never know what you're going to get from them. We got a real screw job in game two. Cain Fitzgerald is really good. He was good in game three. But as Steve mentioned, Cam, the Warriors are in a good spot tonight to bounce back, a desperate team, even though the Raptors are the better team. But, you got to be a little fearful of the NBA hit job that's going to go down tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very scared of it. I, I think Steve is too. It's just, uh, it seems the same way. Like, you know what I mean? When you're watching these big sports now, things have changed over time. You know what I mean? We very rarely see sweeps anymore. We see series getting extended. Even earlier uh, with Utah against Houston, trying to get extra games instead of the sweep. It's just, it's a different world we're living in. Steve, I could tell you one thing too. I guess. A lot of the people who are going back and forth on the futures and series markets, it was, uh, you know, 105 for Golden State a while ago, and now I'm seeing 125s, 130s pop up. So obviously, people who still believe the champs are the champs, you know, they jumped on this series price when it was basically a pick 'em versus the Raptors, and now you have to lay 30 cents. I think that tells you something too. Yeah, another great uh, saying by Yogi Berra was, "It's deja vu all over again." Yeah. And I think that kind of applies as well to this series. You know, we've seen this before. Uh, we've seen the Warriors backs against the wall. We've seen that with the Cavs and LeBron and other, you know, quality Class A teams. 
And one of the reasons that the home team gets the call, and a lot of times these series are extended because the superstars get the call. Um, and you got to figure that's going to happen tonight with Stephon Curry, especially Clay Thompson if he's healthy. Kawhi Leonard's just not the type of superstar that really begs to get calls. He's so quiet, methodical, goes about his business. Curry is so animated. Um, Ibaka, that, that terrible foul by Ibaka in game three, where he was kind of halfway coming at him at three-point line, and Curry threw himself up and into him yeah, and got yeah. the three-point call. You could just see a lot of that happening tonight, especially with that ref as, a, as the home ref. Oh, God. <laughs> already got the indigestion game. Hasn't even started yet. No, I see, I've seen this movie too many times. Like, it's just, it, it just it, there's a weird feeling going into it. But game, well, the, the way I look four at, and a half. It's four and a half. It's not the hey, six. Hey, hey. They believe. They the, believe. Way, the way I look at this is, I don't think the four and a half matters tonight. I think the Raptors either show up and are the better team again and somehow just beat these guys and just roll through them like they've been doing for the most part, like they've done for 10 of the 12 quarters, uh, or or they get smoked. Or they get smoked. Like, I, you know, Steve, to me, the four and a half really isn't all that pertinent tonight. I'm I'm going to sprinkle on the Raptors on the money line tonight. Like, I, I'm not, I don't really yeah, care about the four and a half points. Yeah, I was going to say the underdogs won outright the last two. It hasn't mattered in all three. And um, it did matter with Toronto and some of the other series when they were favorites. They won but didn't cover. But yes, as a dogs, yes, Toronto, it has not mattered. And um, also, Gabe, doesn't this feel a little bit like Milwaukee game two on the road where they just didn't show yes. up? Yes, yes and no. Yes and no, but yes. Like <laughs> Deja vu all over again, boys. Yeah, you know what, Steve? That was uh, That's the last game that the Raptors have uh, that lost before uh, – uh, before game two, they've been really good. The Raptors are what is it seven and one now in their last eight. So yeah. seven and one straight up. They've been good on the road, Cam. This is a different Raptors team. That Milwaukee game, you can see that written like Steve. I have pretty much bet, and it's pretty reckless, but I pretty much bet like as much as I humanly or physically could on almost every Raptor playoff game, except. You know what What game, Steve? That I was like, this is not a good spot. Game two against Milwaukee. <laughs> I knew. I was like, yeah, this, is, yeah, this, this isn't going to end well tonight. And, and it didn't. But the Raptors were, were mentally more weak then. They're tougher now. They didn't celebrate uh, the other night. They're really focused. And all this talk about, ooh, Clay Thompson's coming back. Whatever. Steve, you mentioned it. And Cam, Steve mentioned it. The Raptors beat them twice this year with Klay Thompson in yep. a regular season. They That's beat true. them in game one. Uh, Steve, I've been harping on this for the last 24 hours. In three games of this series, the Golden State Warriors scored 109 points each time. They had Klay Thompson twice. They scored 109 points. You didn't have Klay Thompson. You scored 109 points. You know, if the Raptors show up and play their game, they can win. I don't care about Klay Thompson. But every scenario sort of points towards the Warriors it does zigzag bounce back pedigree NBA TV NBA referee screw job it all adds up to say uh, Warriors but screw them alright we'll hit some NASCAR on the other side 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Right, we got a couple of minutes uh, left with Steve Merrill right here. NBA Finals of this evening. Clay Thompson back in the lineup. Total uh, right now set at the 215 money line. Uh, Raptors in the 170 range. Warriors minus 200. And I just retweeted uh, something about a better in Las Vegas um, that is doing the old chase game. And listen, I'm not going to question uh, question the guy only because he clearly has money, uh, but it doesn't seem like the uh, it doesn't seem like this guy's on a very good run this week. Uh, but somebody just walked into the Las Vegas uh, Sports uh, Superbook, the Westgate in Vegas, and put $182,000 on the Golden State Warriors to win on the money line tonight. Minus 190, going to win back $95,789 uh, if it wins. The same better bet $49,500 on Golden State to win game three. And the same better bet $75,000 on the Bruins last night. <laughs> so this guy's down 125. He's loaded. He's now he just trying to, trying to get it back. Wow. He's dropped 182. Yeah. I don't know, man. This guy, hopefully this guy's just like the biggest ass bush. Like, I'm going to think yeah. about him. Sorry, buddy, but. I really hope you lose $182,000 tonight. Maybe he's on tilt. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like to hear stories like that, Gabe. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like anybody losing their shirt, but we got money on the Raptors. No offense, we can't solve everybody's problems. We got to think about our own bank bankroll. We're all in. Dave, this is uh, this isn't exactly some smart money management. This guy's no. got going on. No, no, no. It's the old chase. Uh, here's here's a Steve Merrill Yogi Berryism for you. The Martingale system works 99.9 percent of the time. But when it doesn't work, you go broke. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm those assuming... that don't know the Martingale is, of course, you know, you double up every bet to try to win back that initial bet, and it, it yeah. gets on you fast. I'm assuming that he's going to keep doing that until he wins. He obviously has a big bankroll behind him. Is this Duffel Bag Boy? <laughs> Remember Duffel Bag Boy? He sort of had the same thing in college football. He went this year. Uh, there was some dude in Vegas. The duffel bag boy would bet like uh, he bet like seventy five thousand dollars on the morning game, and if it lost, he'd go one fifty on the next one, and if that lost, he'd go three hundred. And the kid was nuts, man, and he pretty much danced with the devil for like two months, and finally one weekend he got smoked, like he got smoked. Um, it, the, the math didn't add up. I think he might have lost like seven hundred k one afternoon. Yet, yet. A couple of sportsbook directors and Todd Furman confirmed it after said he was up at the end of the year that he did beat them. So it's almost like poker, Cam. If you come in, if you have deep pockets and you're resilient, listen, if you're willing to lose three, four games in a row and just keep doubling up, eventually you're going to get your money yeah. back. 
I guess. Yeah, most people can't afford it. Right? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> like me, me and you, I'm and not walking much, around with thousands of the hundreds of thousands. How much pocket, money does so. this guy really have? I yeah, mean, it's, and you know, you know it's $182,000. I don't think this is the best bet tonight. I mean, he's, I guess he's, he's convinced that the, the league is going to screw the Raptors, but 182K, way the Raptors are playing. If I was the if I was Nick Nurse, I'd show the Raptors this too. I'd say some loser in Vegas just bet 182. <laughs> you guys are gonna lose. Um, so Steve, before we get you out of here, NASCAR, what's your take this week? Yeah, first I was gonna say real quick, I don't think Vegas tweets out the stories about the successful betters betting. So take that with a grain of salt. This necessarily is not a sharp <laughs> for that. And then the other thing is the other analogy I'll use point. is it's thick. It's picking up nickels in front of a steamroller. That's a great analogy in the financial markets or anything else. That that college football guy was picking up nickels in front of a steamroller. And just think about that for a minute. It'll sink in and make sense. He might have finished up for the season. But like I said earlier, it's that 0.1% of the time when it doesn't work, you're dead. Um, so it's the same thing with that. And, um, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. So they're at Michigan this week for NASCAR. This is one of the two-mile tracks along with uh, Fontana, California. The usual suspects will do well here. It's a cookie-cutter track, but it's not quite like the mile-and-a-halves where Joe Gibbs and you know, Kevin Harvick's team has dominated. These two-mile tracks, we've seen Kyle Larson do as well as any driver in recent years. He won both races here in 2017. Last year, he didn't even finish top 20 in either, though. He led the second-most laps last week at Pocono and still finished outside the top 20. So he's a dicey guy this week that could surprise but the one set of drivers that have always been good here, especially Brad Keselowski, and I look for his teammate Logano to be good again. So you always have the Gibbs drivers, uh, but I think Logano and Keselowski are probably the most consistent on this type of track that have been good everywhere this season. Yeah, I can't, um, I can't disagree with that. I like to, I, I often take Keselowski here, um, his home, his home course, right, his home track. Uh, Keselowski, uh, Keselowski coming home. Uh, Chase Elliott, as you mentioned, Joey Logano. I think those are guys that, uh, you, you know, you, you take a look at. Logano, Keslowski, Elliott. You mentioned Carl Larson. Not bad odds for Carl Larson this week, actually, Steve, either. Yeah, he's had a really tough season. He won the All-Star race at a mile and a half Charlotte. That's probably the fastest mile and a half other than Atlanta. And now we're at a big two-miler where he won both races uh, two years ago, as I mentioned. And even last week, as I mentioned, he doesn't finish top 20, but he leads the second most laps. So he's been running well this season. He just hasn't been consistent. And by the way, guys, we do get some fuel mileage uh, results at a track like this where a random guy will come out and win the race. Um, so I do think this is a decent week to take Larson if his practice times are strong. Um, Kyle Busch. What's Kyle Busch's uh, track record uh, like at uh, Michigan? Um, He's good everywhere. He, he won last just, week. So I usually, yeah. you know, the thing with Bush is he always, when he's off a loss, you take him. He's like the Warriors off a loss, a Class A driver. Um, he won easily. He had a led, led a lot of laps last week. So maybe this is the week you don't take him. By the way, Mark Rex Jr., the second favorite last week, he finished third to last due to an engine problem. It will be interesting to see if he bounces back this week. Yeah, he's never won here either. And yeah, Bush, Bush has won here once. Uh, Truex hasn't won here either, even though he's good on these. Uh, these type of tracks. Steve Merrill, postsportsinfo.com, uh, covers experts. Uh, Steve, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Thanks, guys. Uh, Steve uh, Steve Merrill uh, with us. I see um, uh, a note here, Gabe. Harvick has six runner-up finishes since 2013. Wow, that's, that's nuts. He's always there. That's crazy. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, exactly. It's the usual suspects, Cam. Yeah, it, it really is. I think NASCAR is easier to bet on than golf. Oh, a hell of a lot easier. There's 150 guys. 
There's less guys. You know, there's 40, yeah. 42 guys, 43, 43 guys. So 43 drivers. And really, for the most part, there's really only like six of them actually win. You know, this year was a little different. I think to start the season, like, you know, there was like four winners in different weeks or whatever. But for, for the most part, it's the same guys, Cam. And history really, really repeats itself. Like, like Steve mentioned, like there's sort of sister tracks, like they're same owners. It's like golf courses. Yeah. So yeah. You know what I mean? Some guys will be, oh, this guy's good on uh, Pete Dye uh, design yeah. courses. True. This guy's good on Jack Nicholas design courses, right? Like they're sort of that. And it's the same thing. Like California and Michigan, it's the same owner even, I think, that owns the track. It's like the same track, essentially. You know what I mean? So if you do well in Cali, you do well in Michigan, right? Like there's so these sort of correlations uh, across the board. We'll get more into NASCAR uh, throughout the summer uh, yeah. when, there, when there's less going on. Obviously, we, you know, we're, we got hockey and, and basketball uh, going on right now. Uh, speaking of Yogi Berra, some of Yogi Berra's uh, more famous sayings. So when you come to the, uh, the fork in the road, you take it. <laughs> um, you can observe a lot just by watching. It ain't over till it's over is probably his most famous saying. It's like deja vu all over again, which is a pretty good one. I like that one, too. This is this is a very good one. Someone asked him about uh, one of his favorite restaurants, Ken. He said, no one goes there nowadays. It's too crowded. <laughs> He's just um, a piece of work, this guy. He's great. great. Um, <laughs> this is a good one. Baseball is 90% mental, and the other half is physical. <laughs> the other half. <laughs> This He's is good. He said, a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. Eggs. Uh, it's a fun one that uh, he said. Always go to other people's funerals. Otherwise, they won't come to yours. <laughs> <laughs> he does uh, give good advice. Yeah. When asked, when asked about uh, why the Yankees lost, he said, we made too many wrong mistakes. <laughs> uh Here's another one. Congratulations. I knew the record would stand until it was broken. Um, you better cut the pizza in four pieces because I'm not hungry enough to eat six. You wouldn't have won if we'd beaten you. <laughs> like, sometimes you wonder. It's like, what the hell is he talking about? And then you realize, you realize they're actually all sort of genius. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, weird. it's weird. It is yeah, weird. Like, it actually, it all makes sense. Uh, this is a good one, Cam. I usually take a two-hour nap from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. <laughs> this is good. Never answer an anonymous letter. There. Slump. I'm not in a slump. I'm just not hitting. <laughs> oh, God. The future ain't what it used to be. Uh, this This is good. I tell the kids, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. Just don't fight about it. Just try to get better. Uh, uh, this is this is probably one of his best ones ever. It get, it gets late early out here. <laughs> you get that? It yeah, that was insane. It's boring. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, it's so, another term for, yeah, place blows. Um. If these, uh, well, I wasn't thinking in that term, Cam, but it could be. Uh, I, I was. It's late early out here. 
What's there to, you know, what's there to do? Uh, he's talking about, like, uh, the shadows come in and the, the, the stadium. Oh, yes, yes. Dark, good call. Dark early here. Take, take the under. <laughs> you want to go against the, the bar stadium. I mean, you might be right. You, uh, like yeah, I, you know, ask Yogi <laughs> Berra. He, tell, he tells us we're both right. Right, Scott. Um, uh, if people don't want to come to the ballpark, nobody's going to stop them. <laughs> it's a great one, too. We have deep depth. When you buy good luggage, you only use it when you travel. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Yogi Berra. Uh, This is a great one. You've got to be very careful if you don't know where you're going because you might not get there. Um, all pitchers are liars or crybabies. Even Napoleon had his water gate. He hits from both sides of the plate. He's amphibious. Uh, it was impossible to get a conversation going. Everybody was talking too much. Um, I can, I can see how Sandy Koufax won 25 games. What I don't understand is how he lost five. Uh, what else? <laughs> this, this is a great one. When he got his number retired by the Yankees in his speech, he goes, I'm a lucky guy and I'm happy to be with the Yankees. And I want to thank everyone for making this night necessary. <laughs> in baseball, you don't know nothing. Um, this is a good one, Yogi says. I've never said most of the things I've said. <laughs> Take it with a grin of salt. Salt. Uh, so I'm ugly. I never saw anyone hit with his face. Uh, what else does he have here? Uh, I'm lucky. Usually you're dead to get into a museum, but I'm still alive to see mine. <laughs> yeah, my father once told me Yogi was in a, uh, he got into an elevator and he saw Yogi, Yogi Bear in the elevator and, uh, my father wasn't a big baseball fan, but even he knew who Yogi Berra was. One of the most famous, it's like the name, I don't know, because it's Yogi Berra, but yeah, Yogi Berra and the face. Like I, you know, I was talking about this earlier today. No one really knows who any of these modern baseball players are. Like, you know, and, and Yogi Berra, a lot of these sayings sort of evolved past baseball, right? It ain't over till it's over is a very pop culture man like it's a phrase that you hear all the time it's like deja vu all over again that's a good one you know he he invented that that's his saying you know we made too many wrong mistakes like basically like he's really like a modern day shakespeare almost like he actually did come up with quite a few phrases that are commonly used in today's society very clever an under an underrated clever you said it too no it's it's funny you you, you if you really break it down, you're saying it, Gabe. When you hear about it, you're like, that's weird. And then you think, oh, that's genius. Yes. Uh, 
He was very, 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 very slick. Even the fork in the road. There's two forks. Yeah, which one are you get? Like it's everything he did. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like, like a comedic genius, but uh, very subtle, very subtle. Yeah, exactly. Like if you if you read this material, it's pretty much like Stephen Wright. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's. It could be you could look at this and think it's pretty much like a comedian's material as opposed to just a baseball player, Uh, just a baseball player uh, talking, uh, you know, talking after games and uh, and giving uh, giving quotes. So um, we've got something I uh, I sent this to Yang. Yang is ready to go. So Jimmy Kimmel and I haven't heard this yet, actually. So let's hear what he has to say. And basically, Jimmy Kimmel sent sent his camera crew to the streets of Toronto, Canada, yep. to ask people to talk smack about, like, the NBA Finals and um, and the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, the bit was pretty much stereotype. Yeah, nice people. Canadians are polite yeah. and G-R-A. And, like, and the thing is, I see from the video part of it that he's outside the city hall, like, at lunchtime. Yeah. And, yeah, you want to find smack talk, it'd be pretty easy. Go to Jurassic Park outside of the arena. Go to Scarborough. You'll yeah. find smack talk. If you really want to find smack talk, Kimmel, go up to Jane and Finch, and your cameraman <laughs> will get robbed, and you, you'll get smack talk to if you want. That's yeah, it. You know, like, yeah. Actually, you don't have any footage. You're not. Your camera's gone. You may seem like, like Toronto's like Mayberry or something. Oh, GG Shocks, they're all nice. I'm like, hey, you guys, it's like TV. You can totally typecast anything you want. It's like I saw the episode of Cops in Vegas, man. When I lived in Vegas, it takes them like three days to come up with that stuff. Okay? They were all happy. I, me and Sheldog were in the, uh, we were in Harris, and there was a drunk guy passed out in a slot machine, right? Like you see a million times. Yep. The, me and Sheldog saw the cop debating whether they should film it for cops. They were like, ah, it's kind of nothing, but we don't have anything. And then the, the, the TV crew came, and they stood around, and then they were like, do it. Then they turned the lights on, and they got yeah, all they aggressive. Were... It's like an act. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Ah, yeah. oh, It's like, guys, it's so fake, man. Even that show, like, uh, uh, everything's just fake, fake, fake. But all right, uh, Yang, roll, uh, let's roll the audio here. As Jimmy Kimmel asked fans in Toronto to trash talk the Warriors, and the responses are the most Canadian thing ever. We're talking to Canadians and asking them to trash talk the Warriors. Are you ready? Trash talk. No. You don't do that here. And we are asking Canadians to trash talk the Golden State Warriors. Are you ready? Trash talk. I would not do that against anybody. Canadians don't do that. Let me hear you trash talk the Warriors a little bit. Trash talk. No, 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 no. We are polite. We are Canadians. I mean, they're a great team. I don't think I can trash talk them. I think they're in the finals for a reason. Why would I trash talk them? They haven't done nothing wrong to me or my team. All, I, all I'm saying is everybody's playing right. So if they want to win, they better play better than us. That's all I can say. That's pretty weak. <laughs> need to see the audio, but like, they're asking like old ladies outside the I know. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't really know your fan base. Two business people. No, no, no. We know we don't. Yeah, no, do no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't do that here. <laughs> Come on. But hey, <laughs> they, 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 they want to make uh, they want to make yeah. Toronto look like that, and you know it's all right. It's better than Toronto could look. I'll put it that way. 
Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of stereotypes. Even that uh, Guillermo guy, he's doing like maple syrup shooters with uh, Norm Powell. It's like no offense. It's like maple syrup's big in maybe Quebec, or I can tell you one thing: IHOPs in Vegas go through a hell of a lot more maple syrup. You know what I mean? Like there's so many. It's just like the, well, the, the stereotypes are just. So I don't know. Is, is IHOP using maple syrup or are they using table syrup? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maple syrup, real maple syrup. Well, syrup is Quebec. Like people think. People think that. Uh, people think that yeah, like people in Canada are taking like showers in uh, in maple syrup, and it's everywhere. <laughs> Like, uh, people in Canada, like, me personally, I, I've never bought real maple syrup. I always buy, like, I've bought, like, uh, President's Choice oh, table yeah, syrup yeah. and yeah. Jemima. I'm, I'm yeah, brutal. Yeah. I, I even went to, I went to No Frills, uh, and I got the, the Mrs. Buttersworth, the one that sh- is shaped like a woman, like Mrs. That's Butter. That's all right. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's pure sugar, but, yeah, it was on sale for $1.99. I can't afford re- real maple syrups, like $15.99. If you want the good stuff. Man, I told you, I watched a show where somebody got killed for maple syrup. They were uh, smuggling in drums. The, st- the real stuff's worth money. It's actually like a commodity. Table syrup's different. You're absolutely correct. That stuff's pretty yeah, cheap. Yeah, like, if, uh, exactly. People don't realize, like, real maple syrup, Big how difference. expensive it is. Oh, no, people have been killed for it. There was that's a, that's not a, cheap. Nope, there was a show where, actually, I, I was almost, like, laughing, but the guy had, like, barrels of, like, Quebec's finest maple syrup, and each drum was going for, like, I'm telling you, gave like thousands and thousands of dollars, like inside like a storage locker. Like a guy was going to get clipped from for real maple syrup. Yeah, that's what we're serving in the restaurants. That's a little bit different, and we're not showering. You know, you know that um, I didn't talk about this. This came. This 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 happened a couple of weeks ago, actually. Uh, this is crazy. It's right out of The Simpsons. Let me see, men. All right, uh, men. Busted for stealing grease. Cam, it was... I swear to God, dude, this is right out of the freaking Simpsons. Oh, yeah, when Homer and Bart stole grease, it was the best episode ever. Yeah, they stole Willie's retirement grease. My retirement grease! (laughs) Uh, Police say a Central Virginia man made off with a whopper of a haul from Burger King. Hundreds of gallons of cooked, used (laughs) cooking grease. Worth a lot of money. Uh, news outlets report that Alvaro Mendez Flores of Richmond, Virginia, admitted um, to the April the 4th theft. Court documents state that Mendez Flores backed up his box truck in a grease dumpster at the Annandale Shopping Center and began to use a hose and siphon uh, oil into his 1,600-gallon tank. <laughs> Uh, Mendez Flores confessed uh, that he stole the grease and uh, that he's actually a grease dealer. And uh, he gets paid 25 cents a gallon for the stolen oil. So 25 cents a gallon. So he's got a $1,600 tank. Wow. 16 <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's, only, that, that's only, uh, it's only 400 bucks. So look, if he's got sixteen hundred gallons and he's getting twenty five cents a gallon for it, yep. he's only getting four hundred bucks for that bucks. heist. Yeah, is it really worse to rip to, to back into a Burger King and rip off the grease for four hundred bucks? I think there's better things to do. You know, like what do what do what do uh, the KG thieves do now? 
uh, copper from air conditioning units is a big hot one. Uh, you know, well, stuff like crackhead. that. that. That's a crackhead. That's a yeah. crackhead move. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Those, it's not like the fisted criminals aren't stealing copper. Well, mass oh, copper. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, saying uh, air, a lot of air conditioning units. get. No, hit. I'm just saying this guy, you're obviously pretty smart, Alvaro. The fact that you came up with this, the fact that you pulled it off and you know what I mean? You've got a truck and you've got hoses and you're siphoning off Burger King grease. It's pretty slick. I'm just stating that it's sort of like. You know, my father told me this when I was a kid, he goes, he said, I'm not telling you to do this, but he goes. He goes, uh, if you're ever thinking about robbing a store, don't do it. Just rob a bank. He goes, you get the same jail time. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm just saying, Alvaro, like, you put all this thought and you're so smart. You could have come up with a better scheme than get 400 bucks out of this. Like, if your tank only holds 1,600 gallons of grease, even if you fill your tank, you're only getting $400. Plus, you got to pay gas to go and steal this grease. You got overhead. You know, I, I'm just, you know, like I said, I say bravo. You know, I should have like a fantasy camp for crooks. Eh? It'd be great. Yeah. Listen, Alvaro, great idea. I love that. I love the heart. I love the hustle, Alvaro. Like, you know what I mean, I love the plan. Genius. We're going to tell him, listen, you don't be stealing grease from a Burger King. You got to go and steal oil from a gas station overnight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's take bigger. All right. You got a truck. You got a hose. How can we take advantage of this? <laughs> You're right. For the punishment uh, doesn't fit the crime. And I was just watching another show where a guy uh, hit hit 16 banks and he only got eight years, right? So it's one of the, it's one of the, it's one of those things. So you have to think about it. This guy, you could still do jail time for getting nothing out of it. If you're gonna do go big, yeah, you got you, you said it, Marenzi. If that's what you want to do with your life, you got to think bigger. <laughs> grease isn't gonna get it done. What are you gonna do? Sell it back? Make some soap? And that's what they yeah. do with the old uh, grease, you know? Like, yeah, buy buy soap products. Yeah, I guess it could be used for uh, for fuel. Yeah, oh yeah, ethanol. Yeah, the other fuels. Correct, correct. I thought he'd get a cooking. better haul than four hundred dollars, though. Yeah, after I did the math. Cooking yeah. grease, cooking grease can be used to make biodiesel fuel. Grease thefts have yep. increased as biodiesel prices continue to rise. Correct. Uh, police say there have been six such grease heists in the Fairfax area alone in the past year. <laughs> Probably Virginia, yeah. really. Hot on grease. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Just, oh, here's, oh, here, all right. This, uh, this is this is better. This guy says he can make up to $10,000 a night stealing grease. Now we're talking money. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Gotta hit the big grease pool, baby. Yeah, yeah. Not your local Burger King. You know? How much grease can a Burger King in a small suburb have anyway? <laughs> Got to go to the grease factory. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Continues. 
going on in the pit today? Where's our boy Yang at? Yeah, I don't hear uh, back to Kawhi action. Yeah, where's the back to Kawhi? Uh, oh, mic on, mic off. Uh, something North. must be going on uh, there. Yeah, little conversation. Yang have uh, indigestion again, some stomach issues. Al Al's diner didn't go down uh, right. I haven't eaten at Al's actually this week. Been a bit of oh. I had breakfast at Al's a few days ago. Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I, even the like, usually you hear him talking. He's talking and like you know, he says, "Hey, you know, ready to go and go camp, like whatever." He talks to me before I do the update. I don't know. I don't know where he is, Gabe. He seems to be missing in action. Yeah, I don't know. And you figure that as we talk about him right now, he would jump in. But that's what I'm thinking too. But yeah, I, I'm sort of, I'm sort of giving up on this stuff. At this point. Uh, I... <laughs> he gone. He gone. This morning uh, on the morning show, uh, Bavona just stopped talking three minutes into a five-minute update. Why? Because he was out of news. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta tell these guys to put the French Open in with betting lines. Uh, That's what I do, Marazzi. Put in the lines, right, buddy? We're bet. Yeah. If it moves, we can bet on it. So, good stuff. All right. So, uh, I guess we'll have to uh, to ask clearly. Yo, Yang, uh, Danny, is anybody there? Like you guys hear us asking where Yang is and what's going on, yet nobody responds. No, it's. Uh, I think it's like, a lost are you guys, Like, are you guys there, yo? Like, like I don't. I, I, I honestly, I honestly wonder, like, how we're on the air sometimes. Like, uh, <laughs> I really do. Like, I actually wonder. Like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> well, we'll see how this update goes. Gabe, wish me luck. Game time decision at Heat Ridge Radio. That is the Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Fantasy Sports News Update. Uh, we're getting closer now, less than four hours away from the NBA Finals tonight in Golden State. Warriors guard Clay Thompson active. He's uh, listed as probable, but he's going to play. He is active uh, for the game tonight uh, for game four. Kevin Durant still out, though. Coach Steve Kerr says he might play in, in game five or six. But despite, he hasn't practiced since game five of the Western Conference semifinal. And that was against Houston a long time ago. Kevon Looney out. Kerr says he could return at the end of the series. That's questionable as well. Toronto leading the best of seven series, two games to one. Let's hit tonight's betting line for the game. Warriors minus four and a half point favorites. Total is 215 flat. Golden State on the money line to win minus 185. Raptors to win on the money line plus 165. First quarter line, Golden State minus one and a half, minus 145. Raptors plus 125, total 53. First half line, Golden State, they're minus two and a half. Money line is minus 170. 
Raptors in the first half on the money line, plus 150. Series price, Golden State now up to minus 125. Toronto plus 115. St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago Cubs officially are going to play a, a two-game series in London Stadium June 13th and 14th of 2020. Major League Baseball announcing this today. The Yankees and Boston Red Sox have a series in London slated for June 29th and 30th. They become the first teams to play in league history, a game in Europe there. One game on the go afternoon, the usual afternoon game at Wrigley. Cubs right now, they are leading the Cardinals 3 to nothing. We're in the top of the ninth inning. Women's World Cup of Soccer gets going today in France. The host nation all over Korea Republic, 4 to nothing. This is a final. In the NFL, Kansas City Chiefs receiver Tyreek Hill, not subject of an active criminal investigation for child abuse. There's uh, no active criminal probe, but Hill and his girlfriend, Crystal Espinal, remained uh, the subject of an ongoing case with the Kansas City Department for Children and Families. Hill's sons reportedly suffered a broken arm and was removed from custody of his parents in April. Hill denied he was involved in any abuse of his son. If the NFL gets its way, a new collective bargaining agreement could be in place before this upcoming season. The league wants a new agreement by September 1st. The current CBA is set to expire following the 2020 campaign. The NFL satellite and streaming deals, they expire in 2019. And its agreement with Monday Night Football, it runs through 2021. St. Louis Blues forward Ivan Barbashev will have a hearing today for a hit-to-head on Bruins winger Marcus Johansson during Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. The NHL's Department of Safety announcing if Barbashev gets suspended, it'll be the second ban on a Blues player. Oscar Sundquist uh, handed a one-game uh, suspension for a hit on Matt Grizzlick back in Game 2 of the Cup Final. The Blues heading back to St. Louis and will have a chance to win the franchise's first Stanley Cup on home ice Sunday night at 8 o'clock Eastern. They hold a 3-2 series lead. Game 6 betting line, Blues minus 125 over under 5. Updated series price, St. Louis minus 300. And the Boston Bruins are plus 240. Very tough conditions at the French Open. Wind and rain wreaked havoc. Uh, Rafa Nadell saying true to form in his 39th meeting. He beat, beat Roger Federer, the Swiss icon in straights. 6-3, 6-4, 6-2 the final. Nadell, the king of clay, advancing to his 12th career French Open final. But the gusts of wind, 40 miles an hour, rain nasty. The Dominic team Novak Djokovic match had to be delayed. It is now suspended until Saturday morning. Team is currently leading 6-2, 3-6, and 3-1 in the third set, third set before the cancellation. Winner plays Nadell Sunday. Women's side, Ash Barty came back from a set down and a break to beat 17-year-old American Amanda Anisimova, 6-7, 6-3, 6-3. That earns her a trip in her first ever Grand Slam final. Barty will play Marquette of Andrusova, who beat Joanna Conta of Britain, 7-5, 7-6, and a good match. Andrusova has yet to drop a single set in the tournament. She became the first team to win at the French Open since Iva Mioli did it back in 97. Barty, minus 1-6 in the ladies' final. Vondrasova plus 140. And let's head to the Lynx PGA Tour second round of the Canadian Open from Hamilton Golf and Country Club. Guys are going low right now. Brent Snedeker went crazy today. 29 on the front nine, 10 under. He shot a 60, almost jarred it from the fairway for a 59. He is now 11 under par. He had the lead, but Scott Brown on a tootsie roll. He's birdied four holes in a row on the back nine. He leads at 12 under par with one hole to play. Scotty Brown, notables, all doing pretty well. Rory McIlroy. Minus seven, still on the course. Dustin Johnson, he is minus three. And Brooks Kepka, minus four in the clubhouse. All are going to be around for the weekend. The current cut line is minus one. We have a college baseball World Series, a final right now. Louisville over East Carolina, 14 to one there. 
Rest of the baseball board is a huge one. 14 more games on the dock. So Abe and I will go through all the baseball matchups tonight. A busy Friday night with the Raptors and a whole lot more. Stick around, everybody. want to thank Steve Merrill for popping by. We got Babano, Joey Odessa, and Randy Moss to talk to Belmont coming up in the show. Red Heat and Rage, Hour 2. I'm Cam Stewart, Gabe Moretzi host. Coming back, Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio. Stick around. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. We're in the level two. Uh, the pit has been abducted. They're gone. Broadcasting uh, from the Patlands of New Jersey. Uh, right now, but uh, Cam, I've been informed. <laughs> uh, mic on, mic off. The mic has been permanently turned off. Oh, they're not allowed to talk to us now. Oh, geez. No, it's it's broken. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Wow. Gang cannot respond. <laughs> That's not good. I miss hearing them. Yeah, we miss. Especially it's game night. Back, you know, yeah. is it yeah. back Kawhi. to Kawhi action? Yeah, back to Kawhi action, fellas. Hey, yeah, normally, we the North. We the North. Normally, Yang will say 10 seconds before the break. He'll go 10 seconds. But the uh, last yeah. couple of days, he's like, uh, Kawhi. <laughs> so, whenever, whenever he says Kawhi Leonard or we the North or Raptors, yeah. that's his cues and stuff like that. He's trying to get on my good side. Um, yes. But uh, doing yeah, a great no, job I, today. I, I had to call you on the phone over here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I had to call you. I had to phone in, buddy, you know? Oh, wow. I've been missing you guys, man, like the whole hour. I'm like, yo, back to Kawhi action. I, I, I got the new wow. I had new slogans going on and everything, man. And I, I don't know what the hell was going on. Guys, I've been you guys in the industry. You guys were doing the I've been show doing this. awesome. I've been doing this for 18 years. I'm into my 18th year right now. Two things have happened to me today that have never happened before. Like, I've never, like, I've never today, like, it's a five-minute update. I'm sitting there this morning. <laughs> and I really wasn't, I wasn't listening to him because I was looking for something online. And I hear the silence, sort of, and I hear him looking at me. That's all I got. And I'm thinking, well, like, I don't, what do you want me to tell you? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we talked for two minutes, and I've never had, uh, we've never had someone have to call in from the studio to get on the air before. Yeah, well, how you doing, I mean, it's always the first time for everything. It's always, a, you know, it's always an adventure. <laughs> you know, I was even talking with the guys, too, man. I think uh, we think Mike pitch a show called The Pit, and uh, we talk about, like, what goes on down in the pit, you know? Oh, that, that, we talk about our day, you know, it'd be, like, pretty cool, like, you know, some of the it adjustments we got to make on the fly. <laughs> you know, but I got big car Julio in the batter's box for you, all right, buddy? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask, yeah. gang, if you're calling yeah, us on the phone, Who's picking up the phone? Because he goes through you, right? It's a good question. <laughs> Just a question. Well, that's a pretty good way. Anyway, he 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 gone. I think. <laughs> Big Cardulio is on yet. Big Cardulio. You have a guest in one minute. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right. boy. Oh, yeah. That's great. Good Ooh. to hear Yang's voice. It is. Very nice. That is Hawaii action. action.
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're to level two here. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got a trip to Montreal in the morning. We're going to be in Toronto. So, uh, our next show, Game Time Decision, uh, will be uh, me and Cam will be broadcasting live from Wild Wing. Um, Game Time Decisions from 4 o'clock until 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll be there a little bit before, obviously, setting up. Uh, you can stop on by. Richard Garner uh, will be joining us at Pete Annapolis. Uh, should be in town doing a game for RDS once again. Um, we've got a bunch of a bunch of listeners uh, and and Rageaholics are going to be coming down, so it should be a fun time, Cam. And I got to tell you, buddy, look, either way, it's going to be a massive game. I mean, because the series will be tied at two, or the Raptors will be up three-one. But it almost seems too good to be true, but. You know, that's why tonight, it's, it's not even almost about betting, Cam. It's just, like, bigger than this. Like, I already have the it futures, too, that if they can win the game tonight, bro, Monday night, Toronto plays for a championship. Not just the Raptors, but the city, yeah. country. Like, we play for a championship on Monday night in Toronto if they can win tonight, Cam. Like, God. And I already have the ticket. Like I'm already I do there. Too. Yeah, you're there. you're uh, at the game. I can I'm tell you one thing. Ticket in the you, game. You, yeah, you got I, the yeah, ticket. Got to win tonight. You got the ticket. Think about this scenario. It's just if they play their asses off and by some crazy thing they do, you know, they win tonight. They go up three to one. Do the show on Monday. We're at a clinching game. You're at the game. We're downtown for potentially the first ever NBA championship for a franchise. I can tell you one thing: we're probably going to be partying into the into the next day. So I don't know what the plans are for Tuesday, but we got to put some things on hold there because it could be absolutely stupid. Imagine you go to the game where they actually win the NBA championship. It could happen. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a flight, man, at like uh, noon or eleven thirty or noon on Tuesday, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna get ahead of ourselves, but yeah, like yeah. things are gonna get pretty pretty crazy, bro. If the Raptors win yeah, the championship. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I'm just throwing the scenario out there. Like, I know. I've partied with you before, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, we've taken it to all levels at uh, many uh, a decade oh, yeah. ago. And look, you know, if they like, win the title, oh, yeah, like, next thing you know, it'll be 5 in the morning. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The whole city's going to, yeah, like, every bar will well, be open. I don't know night. where we're going to be. It could be yeah, on Hainzer's right. floor. It could be on the street. I just have a feeling at 5 o'clock in the morning we're not going to be. My whole goal, Cam, <laughs> in a is to say. My whole goal is just not to get arrested, buddy. That's yes, the goal. Yes, that's like, you a, know what I'm saying? Like, whatever goal. happens, a, I'm just, I'm a, not, I'm older, I'm more mature. I'm not going to get in the middle of anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, when they start a, riding Cam on Young Street, <laughs> you and I will sort of, let's just go down the street, buddy. Let's, you know, we know I nothing agree. can happen here, you know? I agree. I agree. My brother told me one thing when he stopped drinking. He's like, set small attainable goals. And not getting arrested is a small attainable yeah. goal I think we yeah. can strive for. <laughs> yeah, because I could just—I pictured it already. I'd start crying in the arena. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I just thought to fast forward about half an hour later when I'm on the streets of Toronto, that's when shit will get crazy. Right? Oh, I know. <laughs> but anyways, we're not there at all yet. No, we're we not there yet. I'm just... But Toronto, wrap players. If you guys can get it done tonight, you're playing for a championship on Monday, and you don't have to go back to Oakland. Win tonight. Yeah. Let's bring Babano in right now. Ian yep, Cameron, okay, Babano. What's going on, Babano? It's a big one tonight, absolutely. I saw, by the way, Peter Yiannopoulos on one of the post-game press conferences, and unlike some other idiots in the media, he's asking good questions. So way to go, Peter. Well, Pete's a coach, so, uh, yeah, he was, he's a coach. He knows Nick Nurse, too, so he can throw real questions at, uh, uh, at Nurse. But Pete does a uh, great job. We hope to see him on, uh, on Monday. Uh, but the question is, you know, we're not out Monday yet, uh, Babano. You know, listen, worst-case scenario, the Raptors are tied in two. So that's why I'm not in a total panic about tonight. But in the big picture of things, the Raptors can really win the championship tonight in a sense. Like, I know they could blow a 3-1 lead, but, you know, they'd have two home games left out of three games. It'd be hard to screw it up. And and I, it's all about tonight. But the situational spot, Babano, definitely plays into Golden State's hands. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, this is this is a huge game. I, you know, you normally say that you know, Gabe, about a series that's two one going into Game Four like this, but it feels it's even more important tonight. If you're the Raptors, you really take control. They all are. You go up three one. That's yeah. The you you go up three one. But if are. you're Golden State, and even though it's only two two, and two of the last three games are in Toronto, you're feeling good because you know you can win in Toronto. You can win one or two games in Toronto and then hold serve at uh, Oracle in a game six. So this is huge for the Warriors, too, to even this up. I think Golden State wins. I, 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 I hope it doesn't happen, but I think they win this game tonight. Uh, the Warriors getting Klay Thompson back uh, is certainly going to help. But at the same time, I would, I would only look at a, some kind of money line parlay with Golden State. Laying four and a half could be tricky. You know, let's not forget Golden State's one win in this series. They hung on for dear life to win that game. I remember that was when uh, Nick Nurse had the, threw the box and won at Steph Curry after Clay got hurt in that game, and Golden State went scoreless down the stretch. I'm going to probably focus more on the props tonight. I like the under, actually. That's my favorite play tonight, under 215 and a half. Uh, I think it does revert back into a little bit lower scoring, like game two did after game one. Clay Thompson, we know he's going to help on the perimeter shooting, but he's also going to help defend the perimeter. Uh, against Toronto, and I don't think Toronto is going to be able to uh, hit the kind of threes they were hitting in with regularity in game number three. So uh, I would probably lean Golden State, but I don't want to lay four and a half. I do like the under, though. I think this game will. And again, we're getting a bump up in the total because of the uh, final score and the total points we saw in game three. So under is the way I'm going to play it tonight. Well, I was um, thinking yeah, the totals are I, tough, yeah. guys. They are very was, tough. They're very, listen to this one, guys. I got something for you, though, guys. Think about this first the first games in the series. The Raptors have won every first quarter and every first half. When Golden State came back, they had the, the third quarter on the 18-0 run. Those early plays, they've actually been cashing tickets as, as dogs, Marazzi. First quarter, first half. The Raptors, like they've been coming out early and punching these guys in the face. In those uh those those early props. I'm thinking about doing that again tonight. They're they they understand the importance. Like if Golden State comes wins, I think they come back. In the second half to do it, I I don't know I'm I, you know I left some money on the table doing it the other doing you know trying to be a little bit safer the other night. Gabe, we kicked ass with our hockey and baseball plays last night. The parlays hit the Blues, the under like everything went according to plan. I think I'm going to invest in first half wagers tonight. And to Babano's points, we'll go over the the props too. 
with certain players. But I think that's how I'm going to attack it. First quarter, first half. The thing with the total uh, with the basketball game here tonight, though, is it's tough. I mean, that game of battle, the game two, depends on the number of when you bet it, right? I, I don't know. Like, I, it seemed to be 213 and a half everywhere. FanDuel had it at 213 earlier in the day. And I bet the over, I ended up getting the push. That game was sailing over Babano. Like, it was the in-game total at one point was like 226 and a half. And the total was 213. And in the last three minutes to four minutes, both teams hit the wall in game two. And it got to the push. Game one sailed over the number. Game three sailed over the number. Even though they're both defensive teams, the problem is with the totals here, and I got burnt betting the under the other night, is these damn referees. If you've noticed, in every game in the NBA Finals, the referees have been overzealous with whistles. There's a million free throws in every one of these games. And I would expect the Raptors to get tagged a lot uh, tonight uh, with fouls, sort of phantom calls. But, you know, I talked about this this morning on the morning show. Um, If we get it, I'll get you guys the numbers here. But if you look at the numbers of the referees tonight, they actually all play to the under. And pretty significantly, too. Like Callahan, the head rep tonight, Callahan, he um, he plays to the home team, but the rest of the referees play to, to the road team. And as far as totals, here it is. Uh, here's their uh, their record. Uh, where's Callahan with totals? He, I, I, often, I don't even need to look this up. He's 41 and 31, I'll tell you, and I'll prove it here. Uh, I, I'm telling you guys, he's 41 and 31 to the under. Uh, Callahan is. Where is he? Mike Callahan. Yes, sir. I was right. So 31 and 40. So he's had 40 unders, uh, 31 overs. Uh, Zarba. Zach Zarba's the other ref here tonight. And I believe he's a pretty big under guy as well. And like I've been saying, guys, these, these referees play to their, their trend more than any other sport. In All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with the panel. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Gabriel Morenzi, uh, we're throwing it down. Uh, we've got uh, we got Babano. We actually have Joey Odessa uh, coming up in about 15 minutes' time. So uh, yeah, we've got a busy, uh, busy, busy uh, show here today. Randy Moss uh, later. We'll talk about the Belmont uh, Stakes uh, last uh, last horse uh, race of the Triple Crown uh, pursuit. Of course, there will be no Triple Crown winner this year. So uh, Babano, what do you think? So you like the uh, you're liking the the under. Uh, tonight in this basketball game, 
Who do you think wins the series uh, right now as the Raptors are now minus 125 favorites to win the series? I'm going to I'm I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stay homer here and say Toronto finds a way to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, I, th- I think they can. I, I if, you, if you believe in what Kendrick Perkins says, now I don't know how much uh, you want to put into it, but he says they look focused coming out of Game Three that they didn't accomplish anything yet, even though they won that game. They know the, the Golden State was banged up. They know how important the next game is. They look like they mean business. They're serious. So. I don't know. I am starting to buy into that a little bit too. That maybe Toronto tonight and in future games in this series can put their foot down. Let's not forget they've outplayed Golden State, and you can say all you want about whoever's banged up for Golden State. Clay missed the end of Game Two. Clay missed Game Three, and all that. Still, Toronto has outplayed Golden State for ten, if not eleven, of the twelve quarters so far in this series. I think that's significant and tells me Toronto can win this. So I'm sticking with Raptors. All right, so now, now we've got uh, now we've got the St. Louis Blues up uh, three games to two, and guys, it's amazing the roller coaster. Before the before the both the playoff series started, the finals, I said the Blues and the Raptors were both going to win. The parlay was only plus three eighty five though; it wasn't great. It was plus three eighty five the parlay that the Blues and Raptors win. The high point. It went all the way up to 17 to 1, plus 1,700 at one point. Now, if you play a Blues Raptors parlay to both win the title, minus 140. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, excuse me, plus uh, plus 140. I plus, got my one- tickets already. I'm fine in my yeah, huge yeah. plus department. I, it's, plus plus 140 <laughs> for the parlay. So uh, straight up, the Blues are minus 380 right now to win the Stanley Cup. Cam, wow. You've got them. How about the back, too? 300, 300, 380. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I hate yeah. to say it, Gabe. I'm on the Blues. But think about this. If Boston wins the next game, they get game seven at home. 380? Oh, oh God. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? Down, down, It's coming down now. Minus 300 plus 240. Yeah, there it is. That's what I got. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah, minus yeah, minus, uh, minus three hundred plus two four. That's at Mister Green. Yep. Uh, we'll check in in New Jersey. I saw the Golden State Golden State series on Mister Green went from uh, minus one hundred five to minus one twenty five. So that tells me that Sharps once uh, they believe that Golden State this is their game to get it back to tie it up, and then after that, if they win, what will the series price be? Yeah, you know what it though tells me too, Cam. You can't forget, Bet three six five is a heavily Canadian bet book. It sure it is, big time. Right. Big Let's time. see the NBA. What's all right? What's the NBA series price? Uh, I have a hard time seeing Mr. Green's numbers on the stupid screen. The time zone differences. It's a frustrating book. Um, all right. Yeah, Raptors minus one twenty four. Warriors are now plus one oh six. Warriors are now plus one oh six. Um, to, uh, to to win the series. So, Babano, uh, they go back to St. Louis. One thing with St. Louis, and we've seen this throughout the playoffs, and me and Cam talked about this, the Blues have actually been better on the road than have been at home. And I remember when they won game two in Boston, they went home to St. Louis, and they're all fired up, their first cup game forever there. And uh, I saw Mike Milbury. I watched the NBC feeds for the game. So I saw Mike Milbury before the game. 
and uh, he spoke to who's is it Doug Armstrong, the the GM of the Blues now. Yep. And Correct. he said uh, he goes, I spoke to Doug Armstrong before the game, and it stuck with me. And I asked him, what's his biggest concern? I said, your team's playing great right now. You know, you come back home. And he said, my biggest concern is they get too adrenaline, gets too caught up, that they get too excited and they don't, they they get caught up in the moment a bit too much. And what happened? They lost 7-2 that game. So I think they learned their lesson, the Blues. And the Blues know, like, you know, they don't want to go back to Boston, even though they could win there. They've shown they could win on the road. But, you know, we were dreaming about the Raptors being in this situation. Well, I'll tell you what, Papano, the St. Louis Blues are in the position that we hope the Raptors are going to be on a Monday. They can win the cup on home ice. The question is, do they answer the call? They're going to have to play a flawless game Sunday night because the way I see it, this is going to be uh, make amends time for the the referee, for the NA, for the referees, for the NHL, for, to the Boston Bruins based on what happened last night. We saw it, the same thing transpire uh, earlier in this series, remember, uh, St. Louis was a little bit, you know, saying the whistles were going in Boston's favor a little bit. They got a few calls to go their way, and now it's Boston that's got a problem with the way uh, the last game was officiated. Do you really think, and, Obabano, let me ask you, do you really think that any of that stuff matters? That what, like, Barube says at a press conference that they're going to call the game differently, or what Cassidy says, or are these just events that happen on the ice? It goes both ways, and everyone overanalyzes it after. Possibly, but I, I do think the Bruins are going to really get a lot the, more pinchy calls to go their way Sunday. I do a bit, Gabe, but I, I think the NHL. I I, I, I see Babano's I point. They've overexact. No, but the thing is, Gabe, because but you guys now, thought the same thing a couple of weeks ago, and it didn't happen in that way. Where no, the refs but, did it, it. but it did. But it did. Oh, but they're the going to give the Blues all the breaks now. No, they didn't. No, they no, did they didn't in that game. game. They didn't in that game. But look at the San Jose game, and they've been basically saying this is the worst egregious calls that have influenced the game. I Just the referees are now in a spot, Marenti. I think they're like, they're getting beat down by their own people. They're getting beat down by the coaches. Like, I think they're just in a tailspin yeah, right now because not, yeah, they never Bruce, used to be Bruce Cassidy game. brought out the dreaded black eye comment last night. The black eye on the NHL missing that call in the That's third period. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit. You know what I mean? I worry but, about it. I just don't think it, you know, I think at times... They'll look the other way to get a series longer or whatnot. But the thing is, my point is, guys, the NHL referees, uh, so they're under the spotlight right now. They're not going to make things worse by doing another stupid call to even it out. Then they're going to look even worse. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to try to do the best possible job they can. Like, I I personally don't buy into that stuff. I don't think it matters. I, what I what think you might see, stuff. what I think, I though, you might see on Sunday – yeah, is is you know those hooking calls and they drive me nuts when I see them in the NHL where the stick barely stick grazes back, the yeah, the yeah. hip for like a second, a second and a half. I could see St. Louis getting called for a bunch of those on Sunday. I, I could. Yeah, that, it's, not that they're it's, it's the Stanley Cup Finals. The referee's going to leave the whistles in a pocket. Like basically, what penalties did they call? You know what I mean? Like they're betting a play for the most part, and they let them play. Like last night, I mean, the Blues get penalties for firing the puck over the glass and stuff. They can't ref can't control that. You know, I don't, you know, I think, listen, the Bruins got screwed. There's no doubt about it. It should have been a penalty. Yep. Yet, there's a million plays in a game that should have been a penalty. It's not like the guy was on a breakaway and he got tripped and they didn't call a penalty shot. It's only because they scored later in the sequence that the Bruins are so pissed off, right? That was the, you know what, but that's the Bruins' fault too. And I, I do believe I, you're with you. When you, when the guy doesn't call a penalty, you don't just stop there and stare at the ref and call him a shithead. Oh. You go, you finish the play. That's on the Bruins. 
You know what I'm saying, Babano? I agree. I like I love Tyler Bozak. It was a straight up penalty. It was uh, you know, it was a slew foot. He did everything, but you don't stop. That's the thing. No that's, question. That's hockey one oh one. Like that, that, that's yeah. a novice. That's Timbits hockey. You don't stop. Yeah, no question. Blows don't. the whistle. So that's on the Bruins for being stupid. That's right. Everybody stopped skating, and you see it right after the the, the, the incident happened. Everybody stopped skating. Tuka Rask make a save. Defensemen get in the right position to make sure that shot doesn't come toward the front of the net like that. And they didn't do that. And you're right. It was a lack of a momentary a momentary lack of focus by the Bruins, and it ended up costing them. So they're at fault too for just you know sort, sort of getting caught up in the moment there. Bozak doubly got them, too, in a way. He did it, and if, if you guys remember, Bozak thought they were going to call a penalty. For sure he did. So Bozak does it and re- instinctively turns around and puts his hands up like, what, what? And people sort of stop for a second, like yeah. you said. Like, uh, Archie on the ice fuck, uh, acting like, uh, like, oh, my God, I'm shot, right? He overdid it. He should have just gotten up, too. It's like, dude, they're not calling. You better get up, bro. Because it was he's like a basketball player and he didn't come back on the play. You know what I mean? Like when a player bitches and lies on the court at the other end. It's like, bro, they didn't stop the play. So he's lying there. And I, t- I swear, the little hesitation of Bozak sort of froze everybody for a split second. And then, and then people are like, oh, shit, there's plays going on on the other side. And then it went in. And it was just, it happened so quickly. But, hey, I don't feel bad. It is what it is. So what you're saying, Babano, is you like the Bruins in this game, then? I I think it's going seven. Uh, unfortunately for St. Louis, I think it's going to go seven like because I just think Boston's going to get some more power plays, and if they get some more power plays, they're going to produce because their power play has been that good throughout these entire playoffs. So I think it's going seven. All right. So I don't know why you just won't say that I like Boston in this game. Yeah. I do. I do. I just wish, I don't I like wish their he was fans, on though. I mean, I wish he was on St. Louis. No, that that's the thing. Like, it's not the the thing about it was you're, you're going to catch breaks. But to Gabe's point early in the show, Babano, no team has gotten by like without getting suspensions and breaks more than Boston in every single playoff series this year. And they bitch and cry like this hasn't happened to anybody else. Like, get bent. What about Anderson on, on Columbus? I know it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's one play. San Jose. It wasn't a breakaway. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and not to mention. Are, it's unbelievable. Not to mention, actually. it was a bad goal. Rash should have stopped it. It banked off his pad. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? All right, we got to get out of here. Thank you, Babano. Thanks, All buddy. right, guys, have a good weekend. See ya. Have fun at Canadian Open. I will. I'm, in, I'm looking forward to it. Joey Odessa joins us next. He'll have no opinion on the food. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. I know. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we've got, uh, we've got uh, our man Yang back on the mic. Yeah. Uh, now we just need to get Joey Odessa on the mic. Is Joey Odessa with us, Yang? I think so. Yep. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Oh. He's on it. 
Yeah, the eight game was on on silent mode, baby. I was on silent mode making this happen. You know, good job. On game job, night, Yang. Yang worked extra hard for you. He knows you're already stressed out with the Raptors playing. He likes to keep it uh, fresh. Yeah, man. Game yeah. four tonight. Let's go. We the North, baby. Yang, Yang, uh, Yang, uh, Yang had to do this himself. He was like changing wires and stuff. See, all those days of stealing cars in Spanish Harlem finally came to pay. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, pay it pays off, off baby. Stealing copper and shit from the abandoned buildings yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. <laughs> copper wire, baby. Wire, baby. It paid off. Let's bring in a uh, former New Yorker. And uh, Joey Odessa. Uh, Joey, always a pleasure. What's going on, Joey? What's happening today, guys? So what, Joey? You were, uh, you're a Long Island guy, right? No, I'm more upstate New York. Uh, you know, Orange County, Ulster County. Just about 70 miles north of New York City, Newburgh area. All right, all right. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a New York uh, reunion here. Now in Florida, uh, Joey is. So... We'll get down to business, but I was talking about this, and I referenced you uh, earlier this morning, Joey, in that, like, the last night in the hockey game in the Stanley Cup Finals, there was a blown call. Somebody got tripped from behind. It should have been a penalty. It wasn't. And Boston are freaking out, and they were losing the game as it was anyways. Like, they were down when it happened. So it's not like the game got taken away from them, but, you know, it was a bitch what happened, and they got scored on uh, about 30 seconds later. So they're complaining. But they've gotten away with a ton of stuff in the playoffs, Joey. And they've had players on the other team get suspended for, like, you know, the rest of the series. They've gotten away with punching people in the back of the head after the play. Like, they've done a lot of things, and they've gotten away with it. And now they're bitching and moaning. And I I thought they kind of sound like a gambler, don't they, Joey? (laughs) Yes. And you say it all the time. Listen, there's going to be bad decisions. And it's happened where sometimes I'm counting the money, and I'm wrong. And I'm like, you got to be shit. And they gave the fight to the wrong guy. You think it's a mistake. And there's been other times, Joey, where I'm honest. I've stormed out of the room angry after a fight. And I come back and I found out I won my bet. I'm like, no way this guy won. And I storm out angrily and he wins. It sort of does even out for the players, the referees, and betters alike, doesn't it? They all even out in the end. I mean, again, you don't remember the ones that you won that you should have lost. But you remember all those bad beats where you got robbed. I mean, everybody likes to bitch these days, so... You know, go figure. Boston, right? Yeah, yeah. People do like to bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll be real. I know we got we got some title fights and all this on the card here, but for me, uh, obviously the fight I'm most intrigued by is Tony Ferguson and and Cowboy Cerrone. And I like Tony Ferguson's honesty. He said, "Let's be real. Like this card sucked without me on it." <laughs> so <laughs> he goes, "I'm back." There's some question. We spoke with Lou a Gambler earlier in the week. You know, Lou is a little concerned about the mental state uh, of Tony Ferguson, but he does like him in the fight. And, you know, Joey, I'm, you don't want to bet on a guy that's, like, lost the day of the fight. But let's be real, and you know fighters very well, personally. Fighters are generally crazy to begin with, right? So, so whatever. Tony Ferguson's a little out there, and he's a little nuts. He's still a hell of a fighter. And, look, he made weight. He went through his camp. So he's focused enough to do this. I don't have any concerns about Tony Ferguson's mental state. Do you? No, I mean, look, Donald Cerrone's on a great run now. I mean, what he's had, like, how many fights in the last two years? I mean, he's breaking all these records, fighting nights and everything. But, I mean, you remember, just, what, two years ago, he was on a three-fight losing streak. He lost to Till, Lawler, Matzaval. Now, he's on a three-fight win streak with Perry, Hernandez, Ian Quinta, who got destroyed by Khabib. 
And, I mean, he's fighting Tony Ferguson. I mean, Tony Ferguson is tough, man. You know, top guy in the division, I would say, right up there, right behind Khabib. You know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I think that Donald's luck, you know, I'm not going to say his luck. I think his run his run that he's have is uh, is going to come up, you know, come to an end come Saturday night. And not just that, look, you know, everybody fights injured, everybody fights dinged up, but don't be surprised if, like, come Sunday morning they start talking about something, you know, Cerrone not being 100%. I mean, I you know, these guys are staying out at, what, the Crown Plaza in Chicago? You know, I talk to people everywhere. You know, there's a few injuries on this card that should be interesting. <laughs> Joey's got doormen in Chicago. I like Cowboy's it. Got a, I like it. Cowboy, Cowboy's got a limp. <laughs> yes. Ninth floor. Staying in the ninth floor, he's got a limp. That's great. Uh, that's uh, inside information. And listen, I think it's a gift, too. It's 150. It's up to 164. I see a FanDuel right now. Um I agree with Joey. Uh, Tony Ferguson's an elite fighter, championship caliber fighter. Uh, he's had injury problems. He's been off, but not for that long. And I agree. Listen, Cowboy Cerrone's a stud. The Cowboy will lose this fight, and he'll turn around. He'll win another five fights in a row, right? That's what the guy does. Uh, Cowboy doesn't deal well with bullies. With guys, like, Cowboy likes to bully you. Guys that just, like, straight up get in Cowboy's face and start beating him up, he doesn't deal with it well. And Ferguson's bigger than he is. He's stronger than he is. He's a little younger than he is. He's been in a hell of a lot less fights. He's way more skilled, with all due respect to Cabo, who I like a lot. But give me Tony Ferguson. Like this fight. I like this fight more than I've liked any fight in a long time for betting purposes. And the UFC, there's so yeah, many I mean, sort of just scrub fighters all the time. But this is a fight where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like Ferguson to win this fight. This thing opened minus 245. It's down, you know, it's down to like 135, 140. And, you know, pressure beats their own. I mean, and I think that Ferguson's going to bring it. I mean, sure, anybody can get knocked out. We saw it happen with this uh, heavyweight boxing fight with Ruiz and Joshua that everybody's talking about still, including me. But, uh, you know, I tell you what, I, hard, to, hard to imagine Ferguson losing this fight. Three-round fight to Cerrone. I think Ferguson wins it. So, so who knows an underdog? Lou likes uh, Mraz a lot in this fight. And I get it, but and I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't want to be offensive, and I'm not trying to typecast or anything. But other than Amanda Nunes, who's like a freaking like a cyborg warrior champ, like man, that chick is tough. Um, Brazilians generally choke in big fights in the post steroid era. They were all juiced up before. I'm sure I'm upsetting a Brazilian out here somewhere, but it's just true. And I've lost enough money on you guys to not trust you in big fights, Joey. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Henry's going up and all this. I don't love Henry, but I can't bet against a gold medalist and a guy that just, you know, I've doubted Cejudo a couple of times and I paid the price, Joey. So I know Mraz is the trendy pick this week, but I'm not ready to pull the trigger on him. You know, it's, it's crazy that Mraz is the trendy pick, yet the number opened at like minus 180 and he's down to like minus 130 now. Here's my thoughts. It's tough. I mean... How about the Burger King hat that he wore to the weigh-in, you know, and the, and the face-offs? I mean, it's the dudes, you know, look, and I'm a wrestler. I love wrestlers, you know what I mean? But, look, he's up in weight, and, you know, I, and, I'll, and I'll steal something from Teddy Atlas. Teddy Atlas says, well, Teddy stole it from Marvin Hagler. He's like, look, it's real rough for guys to get up at 530 in the morning when they're sleeping in silk pajamas. Well, Sejudo, I mean, he won a gold medal. But, you know, they said the first time he'd ever slept in a bed by himself, was at the Olympic Training Center. I mean, he grew up without money. I get that. And he trained his ass off, and he got, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now he's, he's chasing gold medal. Nikki he's Bella won. all the time and the chicks online. Yeah, he's <laughs> out there making, 
you know, kind of goofy tweets, like Greg Brady kind of tweets. If Greg Brady tweeted, I mean, it's it's, it's weak. And, and Marais, I mean, look, you know, and, and another, you know, just a, a one-liner, I mean, He's a hungry lion, man, and and he, you know, he wants to get fed. And I think that, you know, tonight or tomorrow night, rather, I think that uh, Marais is that lion. Now, all right, look, if you know, you're if you're convinced but, and you uh, you always love these Olympians and the wrestlers, if you're telling me the Brazilian, I'll take your word for it. Well, also, and and again, the injury bug. I mean, look, there's a little truth in every rumor, and the rumor has been that Sejudo's got, you know, he's a little dinged up. I believe his knee or something. Don't know, whatever. I think it. I think he is dinged up. I think he'll talk about it afterwards, after the fact. You know, if he beats Marais, he's going to have to fight a hell of a fight. I think that Marais is going to come at him the first few rounds. And, you know, if Sejudo isn't injured, which I think he is, or dinged up, however you want to, you know, whatever you want to call it, I think that Marais is going to beat him. I think he could stop him. Joey Odessa with us. You can follow him on Twitter, at MMA Odds. Uh, do you think there's a live dog with Jessica I at plus 740? I don't. Shishenko's a killer. Well, you know what? Gray's out. You know, Gray's working with Jessica. Gray Maynard. Uh, that's your buddy. Uh, yep. Good guy. And uh, like, doesn't I guess, mean I want to take her. So. Her... <laughs> yeah, no, that. they've been working on her wrestling. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, they've been working on Jessica's wrestling, you know, naturally, because that's what Gray does best. He's a, he's a pretty good wrestler. Look, and again, Joey, Cam, you know, people, my boy Cam Stewart here is uh, is a big dude. What are you right about? Two sixty now, Cam? Two, yeah, I'm about uh, six six one two sixty. Yeah, two sixty five. Right. Sure. I would take Shashenko against you, and she weighs like a hundred. Like, look her up, Cam. Valentina she's a killer. Shashenko. Yeah, you know, she really is. Like, she 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 should be like in the Russian military or something. Like, secrets like secret agent, like killing people, like put like a hitman. She's a monster, this woman, uh, Joey. You know, but how do you lay 13 to 1? I oh, mean, I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't lay that. You get caught speeding. I mean, look, these are, you know, and she, Jessica's probably, I mean, she's the biggest dog on the card. I, I can't do it. I, I mean, if Jessica takes her down a couple times and, and is able to keep her there, she's going to grind out a decision. Now, whether she does that or not, you know, it remains to be seen. I don't see it happening, but... I just, I mean, it's dog or pass there. I mean, how can you, can't even put Valentina in, in a parlay. I mean, no, you can't do it. Um, what about the undercard, uh, Joey? Are these underdogs uh, or uh, prelim fights catch your eye? Uh, Peter Yan and Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera's plus 260. Yan uh, minus 340. Uh, tied to Avesa. You know cr- Some heavyweight action against uh, Ivanov. Uh, Calderwood and uh, this uh, Chukagan fight um, should be all right. I've always thought this Chukagan uh, fighter's a little overrated, Joey. Like, you know what it's like. If you're kind of cute and hot and you got blonde hair, you sort of get more attention. Calderwood's a tough-ass Scott, but, uh, yeah, and more decisions. Um, talk to me about the undercard. Yeah, well, I mean, for starters, I mean, this Jimmy Rivera's been favored in every fight in the UFC except for, uh, except for against when he fought Pedro Munoz, who I think has got a really good shot here. Uh, I keep saying tomorrow Yeah, tomorrow night. I think Munoz has got a shot there. He's on the undercard. He's fighting not. He's fighting Andrew Sterling, who's you know, I mean, he's kind of like the flavor of choice, the funk master. Everybody's buying him. I think Pedro might catch him. I mean, Pedro's tough, man. Uh, going back to Rivera, I mean, Rivera's been fa- uh, favored in every fight except against Munoz, and he won that Munoz fight. Now this Peter Yan, you know, he this number opened like minus two fifteen, and he's up to like he's higher than minus three hundred right now. And I, I usually live and die with the book sides because the book usually doesn't lose. 
Uh, you know, if I had to bet this fight, I mean, I think, you know, I, I tell you what, I think this is do or die for Rivera. I mean, it's always like that, but the Rivera is a legit guy who's, you know, he's 22 and three, and it is do or die for him. Uh, you know, it seems I still, like a live dog. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, but then again, you know, live dog that won't win. You know my theory on that. I mean, you go broke and broke betting those guys. Um, I tell you what, a lot of people are betting this uh, Ricardo Lamas in, uh, you know, because he's from Chicago. He's the local guy against Calvin Qatar. I think they're wrong. Numbers going down again, opposite the, you know, opposite the public. I would say this. Uh, you know what? Tied uh, tied to Avassa. He's no gem. I mean, he's eight and one, but this is Ivanov is one tough sob man. I mean, he can win this fight. It's a fifty-fifty fight, you know. And uh, you know, Ivanov he fights well going backwards. I mean, he's he's more of a counter puncher. I think he can win. You know, if he decides to go, you know, if he gets some takedowns or decides to go for takedowns, I mean, Ty is a fish on his back. He's done on his back. So if Ivanov has a good game plan, he can withstand some early pressure. I think he can win that fight. Um, an interesting uh, fight here. All right, we got we can take a break, but uh, Carolina Kolakowicz is fighting again. I think she's been fighting a lot recently. She keeps losing uh, as of late. She got murdered, and then she lost again against Grasso. Fight is basically a, uh, a pickup. Uh, we'll get Joey's thoughts on that. We've only got about two, three minutes left with Joey, but we'll crank it out on the other side. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. We got a couple of minutes here with Joey Odessa. You can follow him on Twitter. Part his MMA follows out there. If you want to be on the inside, at MMA odds. At MMA odds. Um, all right, Joey. So, uh, Kolokowicz is a, a late replacement against uh, the Mexican, uh, Alexa Grasso. What do you make of this fight? Basically, a pick em. Yeah, you know, it opened, uh, Carolina opened like minus 195, went down to pick em. I think Carolina gets a win here. I mean, she's been on a bit of a slide, but she's lost the talent. You know, I mean, hell, she lost the what? She lost the Waterson. She lost Andrade. I think that uh, both yeah, of those yeah. are, are better than Alexa Grasso. So I think that uh, Carolina had to pick them. I mean, it might be a close split decision type fight, but I think she'll get there. All right, Joey. So we've only got about a minute uh, left here. We just have this little mini segment uh, going into the top of the hour. So uh, closing words, Any anything else on the prelims you want to get off your chest? And uh, we'll say what's... Uh, Hate the term best bet, uh, but anything you want to get off your chest as far as any other fights, uh, and uh, for people tuning in right now, I guess we're all in agreement here. Tony Ferguson and uh, you like Marlon Moraes. Yeah, I think that uh, you know I think this Chinese girl beat Angela Hill. So cool, Angela Hill's jet. Hill's been on a little bit of a run on the undercard. You know what, uh, Bevin Lewis, if he could, if he could stay on his feet, I mean he's a little chinny, and another fight there. Uh, it's Eddie Winewood. I think that uh, I think he's due. Well, I I take that back. I don't want to say somebody's due because that's a, just a nonsense line. But I think he could beat this pop off Russian kid. He's a pretty decent uh, regional fighter. But this is the big leagues now, and uh, 
Wine Wendy, you know, he's a little long in the tooth, but I think he's like 34 or something like that, but he's got like... Yeah, I was going to say. Eddie yeah, Wine a lot of fights, but I think... Yeah. Yeah, fighting Brad Pickett tonight? Well, well, the Russian, I think the Russian's like 35, 36 years old himself. He's a Muay Thai guy, but I think Wineland will beat him. Wow. Wineland's first fight, guys, April the 12th, 2003. Wow. Quite, that's, 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 that's impressive, man. I don't care. Out of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some longevity there. I think he can win, though. Um, can I plug something? Yeah, yeah. Do it fast. Yeah, I've been working with Philly Godfather now, so uh, head on over there, check out some of that stuff, and you know we've been rocking What's the, the I website. Mean, he had the other night. What's the website? PhillyGodfather.com. Not PhillyGodfather.com. He asked me, he said, "Can Ruiz win?" I said, "No." Sure enough, Ruiz won. So.